Up next, we're going to change focus. We're going to talk all things mental side of sports. We're going to speak to Dr. Henning Herke, clinical psychologist. And uh, he was also, as I keep mentioning, part of that successful uh, Springbok World Cup team in 07. Uh, Jake White talks highly of him and the role that he played um, in that team. And he specializes in sports uh, psychology, but he doesn't only work with the sporting teams, but he will tell us more, uh, Dr. Henning Herke. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, so we've discussed the Proteas, we've discussed Bafana Bafana, even though there's still a lot to play for for Bafana Bafana, but it was a Black Monday for all of us, a double dose of disappointment after the Proteas defeat to Pakistan. Our under-20s failed to get out of the group stages of their World Cup. Our under-20 rugby team, the Baby Box, lost um, in the semi-finals of their World Champs uh, after beating New Zealand in, 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 in the previous game. Banyana Banyana uh, failed to win a game at their maiden FIFA World Cup. Uh, so let's find out maybe uh, what can be done here or, or what can we attribute this to and we're going to pick the brain excuse the pun but of Dr. Henning Kherke a clinical psychologist that specializes in sports psychologist uh, Dr. Kherke good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM Hello Kabisha that's quite a lot of teams that you <laughs> mentioned there that didn't, didn't go too well with us huh? yeah. <laughs> sorry for reminding us about it but anyway <laughs> and there's still two more world cups to come doc so let's hope things can just get better yeah. but 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 i'd like to start doc for the benefit of the listeners with you just explaining the kind of work that you do i know you're also a sports motivational and keynote speaker i've mentioned that you're a clinical psychologist that also specializes in sports psychology but you don't only work with sports teams how would you describe it yeah sports psychologist is actually working with with a team and create a culture with, with the team of, of high performance and especially dealing with pressure because that's what the sports psychologist working and helping your mind to calm down and to focus better, to be at your best when the pressure is on actually. And of course, team dynamics, working with leadership, working with communication in the team. So it's a, it's a combination of things that a sports psychology, uh, sports psychologist can do. You know, you get a feeling for a team. Kabisha, mm. and then you start focusing. What is that that's going to take the team to the next level? And every team is different. Mm. And and I know that you've also worked with some top companies. What would be the similarities uh, of working with sport in the corporate world? Yeah, the sport and the corporate world is very very close to one another because it's all about performance. You want to perform. You go. You want to go out and be your best. If you're a corporate company, the CEO of the company wants to make you know, wants to make profits and want people to be happy. And that's exactly the same with sport. You want to take a team. Uh, you know, when I started, uh, I remember 2004, we were six in the world, the Springbok rugby team, and we got them of winning a World Cup. So for me, it's a journey. Can you take that team? Can you develop leadership? Can you help teams, like I said, under severe pressure to be at their best? So there's a lot of similarities between sport and the corporate world, but it's it's actually get good people, have a vision. For me, the first thing is you must have a dream somewhere. So in the corporate world, that is your challenge, that's your dream. Exactly the same in the sport world. And then the next step will be, can you get good people around you? Because at the end of the day, if you've got a vision, but you haven't got good people with you, mm. you're not going to do it. And that's all about leadership. It's all about energizing people. And then, of course, forming good habits and beliefs with that team and, and going in a journey of, and a lot of times that journey is up and down. It's not always success. They say success never happens in the straight line. And those are the key times you need to work with the team when the team are down. Like the Pukiyas at the moment, mm. when things are not working well, what is those things you help the team to get better and to get, to get back to basics and at their best again?
Let's look at some of the pillars of, of that popular presentation of yours, the mindset of a champion. You spoke about having a dream. What is a dream and how do you keep it alive for so long? Yeah, a dream is, 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 is a vision, actually. So somewhere you need to see a clear picture. I remember when, again, the 2007 World Cup, you know, I decided just before the World Cup, uh, I took a picture of President Mandela with Francois Pinot, that famous picture mm. holding the World Cup. And, of course, I took the, the picture out of Francois Pinot and kept uh, President Mandela's picture there because all the players met him as well. And I put a as person put them next to President Mandela already holding that World Cup while Francois Pinot was standing and hmm. three weeks before the final I gave each person a photo like that and I, um, underneath I wrote see it, believe it, achieve it so if you talk about dream is what is our dream? We want to win the World Cup but you need to feel that dream you need to talk about that dream you need to energize you need to go out every day and say how can I get closer to that dream so there's a lot of things in sports psychology, we talk about you visualize success. So if you want to get somewhere, you need to visualize where you want to go. You know, people that climb Mount Everest, they've got a picture somewhere in their pocket or somewhere in their backpack that they can look every now and then. And you can't just look up there because it's far, far away and it will take a few days. But they do the little things that to get to that. But somewhere you need to see that dream because if you haven't got that dream in your mind, there's a chance you will give up and you will say, oh, it's not worthwhile. So the dream needs to be strong enough. The dream needs to be challenging to take you to take you out of your comfort zone, actually. Mm. And and talking about that picture that you have, is that then what you mean by how do you move the goal from a dream into each player's subconscious? 100% right. You know, your subconscious mind is actually that thing you feed every day. And the thing you really start believing, that's your belief system, your subconscious mind that you really start believing you can do it. And of course, you need some successes on the way. You can't just say, I'm going to do it. You need to work hard, and you need to have small successes and build on that small successes. And then your subconscious mind starts believing you really can do it. So just before the World Cup, I remember we got all, all the players mentioned one person that had the biggest influence in their lives. I asked them about it, and they gave me the name of that person. And I got that person, each one of them, it was a coach, maybe, or a parent, and they, they flew into, we were in Durban those days, mm. or we for our training camp, and that, that 30 people, because we were 30 players, that 30 people joined that 30 players that evening, oh. and we bonded as a family, and then we knew that we're going to win the World Cup, because we're a family, we, we've got something going, so you need to drive that dream, and you need to talk about it all the time, and then it becomes part of your subconscious mind, that you really start believing we really can do it. Uh, and teams are not doing well. You know, you can't go to a World Cup and say, oh, let's go, let's go and compete. Like the Pertiers did, you know, I'm not saying they didn't go out to win it. But yeah. The first few games, they, it looks like I'm a part of the camp, so it's difficult to talk from the outside because I'm sure they tried their best. But they tried to just say, let's, the, the, the voices or the news around the camp was, let's, let's just go slowly into it. But sometimes it's too late. Sometimes when you lose one or two games, you, you start losing momentum and then you're gone. 
Yeah, and for those who've just joined us, by the way, we are talking to Dr. Henning Harike, a sports psychologist, just to pick his brain and find uh, talk more about the mental aspect of the game, especially considering how our teams have performed at these major tournaments. If you have any questions or you want to join our conversation, please, you can call us on 0891-104-207. And uh, also our SMS line is 41391. And on WhatsApp, we do take voice notes on 061-4104-107. We're using the hashtag SAFM Spot On. Before we take we we go to the break, uh, Doc. There's also the fourth one now. Uh, how do you take a team from ordinary to excellent? Hello. Oh yes, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear. Okay. Sorry, we lost one another. Yes, yes. There. Sorry about that. I was just touching on the fourth pillar. That's part of that mindset of a championship team. Of how do you take a team from ordinary to excellent? How do you do that? Yeah, that's the next level. It's about all about habits. So your habits become what you repeatedly do becomes actually what happens to you at the end. So from, from average to going to the next level, you need great habits. Those habits, the way you train every day, and if you can develop good habits, already that's one of those pillars that can help you. And you need to think out of the box as well because if you really want to be a champion, you can't do things just the way you've been doing it for years. You need to be do things different. What can I do different? How can I be smarter? So just training hard is not going to help you do it. So if you really want to go to the next level, you need detailed thinking. Of course, you need to work out exactly how you want to do it and, and your roadmap, how you're going to go forward. But you need to be smarter as well. There's some way that you need to find it. Say, how can I be one step ahead of the competitors? What can I do different? What surprises have I got? All those little things make the difference. And then a lot of times as well, and it's not a contradiction what I'm saying, is a part of simplicity as well. Sometimes you need to keep, even though you think out of the box, the simple things are the key things, the simple messages. You know, one of the World Cups, I forgot his name. Maybe you will help me on that. It was the Italian coach. An Italian played France in the final of the World Cup. Was it the 1986? I can't remember when. It, maybe it was a little bit later. Italy won, won the World Cup. Yeah. So they played against France. Soccer World Cup. They played against France. It's the final. And the score was after the... Maybe one of the listeners, of course, they will know what year was it. And then what happened, they had penalty shootouts. And we're talking about the power of... How do you take your team to the next level? Mm. So we're talking about the power of simplicity. And the coach, Italian coach, what, I mean, the players come forward, now they need to take the penalty kick. And what are you going to say to that player? Go to the left, go to the right, go to the center. And what that coach said for that players is only one thing. What is your clear intention? And each one of those Italian players got that goal and they, they won France they won France in the final there. but what the coach did was from from really ordinary to extraordinary and just asking that simple questions to clear their mind let them help to focus to think better that's a smart people smart people yeah. will say how can I be my best on a pleasure so that's just the example of taking your team from ordinary to extraordinary doing, doing things different and sometimes the simplicity Sometimes it's thinking out of the box or whatever, but it's something you do to that team to take them to the next level. Mm. Well, the one World Cup that I remember Italy won was 2006. Actually, I think against France. If they'd won it before that, it was before my time because I remember that one because of that Zinedine Zidane red card, that moment of madness. That that was exactly the World Cup, 2006. Uh Yes, 2006. We're going to take a quick... 
and that's what the Italian coach told his players, the players before the penalty shootout. Makes sense. Now we're going to take a quick break, Doc, and we'll continue um, after uh, after that. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, we've got a voice note that's uh, come through. I think we've actually got two, but let's play the first one that's come through on 061-4104-107. Good evening to you and the listeners. I spoke to you two, three weeks before the Cricket World Cup started. The poachers are carrying a lot of dead wood up front. True to my words, they are. You know, the spark in all South African spot is gone. It's no more the days of Hansi Cronier, Herschel Gibbs, where fireworks were involved. In football, it's the same story. We haven't got the likes of teenage Dada, who used to show us what football is really about. Rugby is the same story. So, South Africa needs a big wake-up call. Thank you. Bye. Evening, Mr. MC. Tulani from Orlando. What a valuable conversation today. I love psychology. But can you please ask the doctor, how can I imp- how can I avoid burnout for the young young players while trying to inspire them to do more in sports? Thank you. Okay, I think there's a budding coach there at Tulani. Did you get that one, Doc? How do how does he avoid burnout for young players if but he's trying to inspire them also to be successful? I think he doesn't want to put too much pressure on them. Yeah, no, that's that's smart just saying it. That's a smart coach because his passion and enthusiasm is going to be the main thing. So I don't want him to lose that because he's got it and he's inspiring. And I think if you go on the pace of the players, I think that's the important thing because burnout, you're 100% right. If you start putting expectations, you need to win a game. You need to do that. You need to, Of course, you need to have goals. But I always say the key for champion coaches is about being process-driven. That is the things you've got control over. So if you work with a young player, what has he got control over? Say it's a good footballer and he's got great skills. You want him to go out and play the game. You don't, you don't want him to be scared and for making mistakes. So what can you control? You can control your attitude. You can control your work ethics. And you can control your preparation. The other things, the score will take care of itself. And if you tell a player to go out and enjoy it, and be your best and have that process goal of having a great attitude, being positive, back yourself, don't whatever, all those positive things that you want to put in his mind, you won't it won't be burnout because then it's not unrealistic expectations. But if you tell him you need to score this game two goals or you need to do that, you put additional pressure on him and he hasn't got control over the outcome. You've got control over the process. And if you've got control over the process, you will make champions in sport and champions in life because they feel that they can control it and they'll keep enjoying it. So it's nothing that will put additional pressure on themselves. Mm. So that's, I will answer that. I think yeah. what the first guy, somebody, I yes. don't know if it's a listener, but he said something about Hansi Krum yes. and Teenage Klagra. And he's, he's actually right as well. We had great, great, great uh, stars in the past and and I think we need, if you want to win a World Cup, and you want to really be at your best, you, you really need your best players to perform. You need the Quentin de Kock to be at your best. You need the Fav Duplessis to be at, at his best. You need, you need your top players to be at your best because if they perform, it influences. So you need those, you need those people that's got the edge. You can see all these World Cups. David Warner from Australia is yeah. batting well. And so you can Despite being booed. Good teams. <laughs> Despite the, the booze whenever he walks into bed. 
Let's let's zone in on the Proteas, Dr. Harika. I'm interested to find out what's your take on the way they approached this World Cup. I think you might have touched on it. Captain Faf Duplessis says they didn't want to overstress the importance of the tournament, saying it's just cricket and life goes on after the seven weeks. It's been criticized by many. What's your view on this approach? Yeah, let me tell you, it's easy to talk here with you and it sounds like this yeah. psychologist is nice, everything. You know, I was part of the Springbok team that won the World Cup. But I was part of the Pratia cricket team in 2011 that went to India. Yeah. And we played against New Zealand in the quarterfinal. And we lost that quarterfinals. I was part of that team for mm-hmm. that year. And I, I can see still our Fav Dupasi and, and A.B. de Villiers got run out. And, and just suddenly we lost that game. So there's such a lot of pressure. So I can understand where Fav is coming from. Because he wanted to take some pressure off the players, maybe. And if you think about the coach, best Indies coach, he's yeah. quite relaxed, quite laid back. But somewhere, I think the intensity weren't there. It's easy to say to being relaxed. But if yeah. you go to a World Cup, you need to be at your best. And you could have been maybe too relaxed a little bit. So, ah, oh, let's go. Just go for it. Before you know that, your attitude. And then you lose the first game against England, the second game against India, the next one against Bangladesh, whatever. And then you lost momentum. So the, so your question is actually for me, I can understand where Fab is coming from because he wanted to have the players just... And if you look at all the World Cups, the great teams and all the World Cups, they started slowly and then mm. they're building up, building up. 1992, when, when Pakistan won their first World Cup, yeah. they lost, I think, five... Five games, in the first seven games, they lost five and they still won the final. Mm. So... I've seen a lot of teams not starting well, but somewhere the players look. If I if I if I've got an opinion on our, our players look flat for me for whatever reason they didn't look sharp enough, mm. they didn't look uh, hungry enough, but maybe they're overtired. They've been playing a lot of times, so somewhere we didn't manage them well enough because they weren't at their best during the World Cup. And you can't just blame the administrators. Players need to take ownership as well and say. For whatever reason, I wasn't at my base. And what what was that? So to hide around that as well, it's not good enough. If you play a World Cup, you need to be at your base. So somewhere we missed the boat, wherever. And I won't just blame Fox Duplessis for that. It's a combination of things that's happening, you know. But players around him didn't perform good enough. His senior players around Fox didn't perform good enough. That's a punchline for whatever reason. There was also the tag of chokers. I mean, people couldn't even say that word. They described it as a C word. It, it was hanging over their heads. It seemed like the approach was not to look back at the past failures with the coach Otis Gibson saying that he wasn't there and so were most of the players in the squad. Would this have been the right way to go about things? I know, like you said, again, it's easy to talk in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can, yes. I, of course, I think it's 100% right. They weren't taught, but the choking or the whatever during the World Cup, unfortunately, it will be part of us until we conquer that. There's no ways about it. So you can call it whatever you want to call it. And I said, I, I was part of it one year as well. So I'm owning up as well and saying, we weren't good enough. We really choked. We really, we weren't good enough. And we didn't do it on purpose. But it's there somewhere when our cricketers, and I feel for the guys. I really feel for the guys. And But, but you know what I learned? Gary Kirsten and Perry Upton, he was the he yes. was the mental coach of the Indian Indian cricket team when they won the World Cup 2011. Mm. I remember when we worked with the players, the players had the attitude of 
let's let's exactly the same as now. Let's don't let's not going into this choking thing. We're gonna go, and of course you don't need to focus on the negatives. But Gary Kirsten did actually the opposite. He spoke to the Indian players before the World Cup when he started and said, "Guys, I haven't got all the answers. Let's be open. What is your fears? What is that?" And then Dukar stood up and he said something, and Dravid stood up and he said something. So immediately you create a culture of hey, let's talk about things. Mm. Let's not hide about and try to suppress things that worries us or that we because if you play cricket or any sport you need to have a clear mind. You can't have worries or doubts or whatever. So if there's something you've got to fear about something, address it. Challenge it. Because that's the only way you're gonna be at your base. So I believe you need to conquer those things by head on, challenge it, and be tough. And say, if that's the case, let's let's take it on. Great stuff. And somewhere, yeah. may, maybe that yeah. would have been as easy talking, like I said now, because mm. being in the middle and being part of the team, but I understand where Faf. Let me tell you one thing. I know Faf, I worked a little bit. He's a great captain. So if I say a great captain, he's making runs. He's not making 100, but if you look at his average, he's actually performing. But some way people around him is not performing the dynamics. But you can't just blame the the captain. I mean, the JP Dumini or Quinton or or whoever, Akishu mm. or whoever. Okay, great stuff, Dr. Henning Harika. Wonderful, wonderful insight. It's a pleasure to always uh, uh, pick your brain. And uh, thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM. And Mdunge has come through on Twitter saying the coach we were looking for is Marcello Lippi of Italy.